The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Second half's about to get underway. Roger Hanna, it's not great when you get booed back onto the pitch for the second half. No, and that was the fate that befell in United, I'm afraid to tell you, as they came back on. Liam Fox has made one change. Dylan Levitt off. Happy Anaku on. He's the only happy Dundee United man in Dingwall. Let me tell you, it's a second striker. They desperately need something to get back into this game because 2-0 down. County have hit the post twice as well. They could be out of sight and we're just getting underway here for the second half, Gordon. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Ray Howe products with a 14-day turnaround. Call them today. I have to say, the only time I can remember the team getting booed back on for the second half was at Easter Road that day that Jim Goodwin ended the afternoon by yeah. walking across the pitch with his bag over his shoulder. Um, it shows you the state of play when even Dylan Levitt has collapsed under the, the weight of the poor form because he's a good player and a good goal scorer. And to leave him off voluntarily after 45 minutes... The whole thing's collapsed. I don't, I don't know if there is a niggle. Um, there's nothing to suggest there is, but but just not sure anyway. Um, Happy Anaku has played one minute of league football since November, so quite an introduction for him, a reintroduction. Pear shape. Yeah. Well, it's a lot pin your hopes on on that coming on, but like, you never know. But it doesn't look likely for United. Everything Hugh rightly says is going pear shape for them. Um, Roger says. It, it could easily have been a form-related decision based really? on Dylan Levitt's first-half performance. Um, so maybe that was the case. Liam Fox can confirm afterwards. You can't think of a team who will lose to Dundee United now. I mean, they could go this way to the very end but of the th- season. That, that, that feeling comes and goes. Believe me, a week ago, yeah. or, uh, you know, I was feeling that exact same way. Could not see Motherwell winning uh, a game and win two and help their cause, but losing again today. So who knows? We'll find out what happens. Let's give you... Maximum time on this one There's a lot of info here So by all means Please do listen carefully um, But if you want to go and read it You can see it on the Twitter feed At Cold On Hugh Let me just check In case we'll get any early action uh, No, no, no yeah, I thought it was, it was just an injury update Right, you ready for this? Yep The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online lot of information as you say Gordon I have played alongside Carlos Cuea and Joe Hart I've been managed by Mark McGee and Gary Naismith I didn't win any major honours in my 10 seasons in Scottish football my team won the English League Cup but I didn't make an appearance in the tournament after the second round who am I? That is a lot to read that again. Played alongside Carlos Cuea and Joe Hart. Managed by Mark McGee and Gary Naismith. Didn't win any major honours in 10 seasons in Scottish football. But my team did win the English League Cup. However, I didn't make an appearance in the tournament after the second round Who am I? Okay at Clyde SSB That is where you tweet your answer Just one name we're looking for At Clyde SSB And of course if you want to read that question Because there is a lot of info uh, You can do it there as well Good question I must say I'm happy with that A lot of information though So let's see how we go I said it was goalless across the board In the English Premier League in the first half um, Martinelli again 
uh, Arsenal thought they were ahead earlier on now it does look like they are definitely ahead now Martinelli makes it less than nil Arsenal one double change for Livy at the break Sean Kelly Stephen Bradley replaced by Boys and Holt so Aberdeen won Livingston nil oh, Palmerston Pep the Palmerston Pep's definitely not coming tonight Callum Queen of the South <clears> nil Dunfermline two Kyle Benedictus with the goal just after the break his half time team talk must have been very good <laughs> if I knew it was that easy to get out of Callum's going away I'd have probably taken over a team for a day <laughs> charity just oozes from doesn't it <laughs> mm. it's a long night listening to him <laughs> He's, he's having a bad afternoon yeah, he, he said his team much. lost This morning And his team is supporting Losing this afternoon Oh It's not going well drink. It is not going well Get your teaser answers in By the way we're not that far away It's been a quick start already Not that far away from the open line um, At 5 o'clock What do you um, want to talk about? Oh I think there's a certain uh, Game tomorrow that might have people mm. talking And also We've got Big games today. It'd be interesting to see if we get any Dundee United fans on the phone. Maybe Motherwell fans back up the road. Um, Dodge breaks through. He's not got the legs to, to run away though. Casey catches up with him. Dodge goes down, um, but a bit of a weak appeal. Um, and then an Abika chance at the other end. First shot on target, I think, for Motherwell. Left footed effort saved well. So maybe a response from um, Motherwell, but Kelly also pressing at that other end, trying to. Pr- protect that excellent home record that they've got I think there's a bit of football left at Rugby Park I really do uh, Motherwell can get the next goal they're playing with a lot of confidence I wouldn't like to see them concede it because I don't think there's any way back but 1-0 still in the game Stranraer 2 East 5-0 James Hilton on 49 minutes you two got any early answers you want to show no, me on no, the, no the we're really we're really struggling here sorry Hugh the, the, oh, the English oh, Cup my. that yeah. they won was it League Cup? Yes, League Cup. But he did not make an appearance in the tournament <coughs> after the second round. That's made such a big difference for the Mark. I think yeah. he'll have. I think yeah. he'll have it in a minute. <coughs> Still Thinking. no other action to tell you about early on in this second half. What type of Dundee United response will we get? There'll need to be something substantial, Mark Wilson. That's for sure. Well, well, and. Uh, you touched on the Levitt point we don't know why he went off Roger suggesting that it could be performance related but he's been a shining light since he came to the club and he even scores last week so when you're desperate need to get back in the game it shows you the way things are going Fox obviously thinks that's the right decision wonder if the United fans would agree with that he is a fan's favourite but they need something something quickly just to give them a bit of hope Livy getting better Nubly shot headed off the line by McDonald an improved second half so far from David Martindale's side Another one It's the same Still 1-0 Livingston uh, David Martindale Tends to You know Have a few choice words At half time Looks for a reaction Obviously getting it so far So That's still a, a, a tight game Bit of a wobble Slight wobble From Dumbarton at the top They looked for a long time Like they would run away With League 2 But Elgin City Now 2-1 up At the Rock Russell Dingwall With a 50th minute penalty Alawa 1-1 throws Nil Adam King on 52 minutes there as well I would love Dumbarton what? not to win that league <laughs> you're a nice player that is ridiculous that is outrageous jealousy. that's former club that I is, mean no disrespect I am rooting for air but and because rage. you pick you just pick players and pick teams yeah. very little evidence and you went with Dumbarton because you saw them 
on your Dumbarton TV subscription? No, I was going by Pataudry and I thought, oh, there's a game on. I went in, sat, looked at Dumbarton. They, they looked very well organised. I tipped them and you all went against me. So far, yeah, they're getting who, beat today. Who went against you? Who in here had strong thoughts about who was going to win League 2? Um, Mark. Mark went for Sterling Albion, um, which they're right up there challenging us. Uh, I'll stick by that. I'll, I'll stick by yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with that Yeah, family yeah. connection you're, and all. All, you're the only person That's stuck by Chief T getting a goal Ross County Have had the ball In the net again <laughs> oh, Ruled out for offside This one Good chance St Mirren as well Maybe it won't be A nil-nil for Fraser Wishart It was Mark O'Hara <sighs> And a bit of a mishit volley Actually But almost Is that a big turnaround uh, Airdrie Gordon? Um, there's, yeah absolutely Airdrie 1 Falkirk 2 Kai Kennedy um, Rangers youngster 51 minutes there FC Edinburgh 2 Clyde nil. Stephen Warnock the VAR check for the Ross County goal is underway. Oh. VAR review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Standard procedure, isn't it? The yep. goal was ruled check out for offside, so they'll check it and see if that was the correct decision or if it's about to get a whole lot worse for Dundee United. Producer Callum going to be the only guy that doesn't go to his own leaving day <laughs> <laughs> if this gets any worse. He certainly <laughs> won't have that strip on. That, that's in a sure. dark and oh, What's really bad is that FC Edinburgh beating Clyde 2-0 and the Clyde manager mm, if he doesn't dumb. turn up who's taking me home? Tomorrow that is true that is very true indeed taking their time over this Ross County one especially considering it's just a, a just an offside I was going to say I know there can be things in the build up phases attacking phases of play and all the rest of it Is Roger not giving you any hint to whether he thinks it was onside? Apparently he's still sitting with one finger in his ear and his hand up Mm. Out in front of him, palm facing outwards, Which, just to let everyone know what's going on. That's it. This would be a killer signal. for Dundee United. This would oh. be an absolute yeah. killer for them. Yes, absolutely. The fans would be in a, again. Yep. It's, it's like that day at Easter Road for the Aberdeen fans. You'd be torn between should I go or should I stay? Leaving or staying so you can have a pop at the players. Mm. Cause what's the wee pub at the train station at Dingwall that everyone goes to when they leave the, the ground early um, or afterwards when they're waiting for the train but you might just want to stay and have a pop at your well, underperforming players the way it's going just now I know this check's ongoing just now but Ross County have already hit the post twice as well as their couple of goals it just seems it's a long check horrendous just for offside mm. I know but do you think the, the broadband builder. connection <laughs> sometimes drops out of that neck in the woods it takes a while to get it up there yeah. um, David Field says he did work with a guy years ago who did not turn up to his own leaving do <laughs> sent his apologies after everyone turned up <laughs> that's amazing oh that'd be brilliant wouldn't it I never thought of that one that's my next one mm. forward to that uh, yeah I take it as David Dickinson is he the referee Dingwall or is he the VAR um, because Roger Hanna says that the antiques shows quicker than his VAR check so he must be involved yeah, must right be after he's, he's on yeah. the VAR he is one's as bad as the other uh, he is he's on the, the old VAR but look, there must be something in that that is doing so long you know when it's offside like I said you, must be tight or there can be things in the, Build up. the attacking phase of play that you've got to check mm. there could be a couple of things in a certain order so there we go anyway I'm sure it happened tomorrow when it's a five minute wait they'll mm. all just stand there and talk to each other yeah. they'll do get well, the last time at Hamden the VAR broke didn't it in the, the semi-final offside there we are doesn't stand oh, right right United. decision was still made still get a chance United the right decision was made and it remains just the two to Ross County much to the relief of Dundee United
need something, don't they? Any sort of foothold in this and try and... Have they got the character as well? Do you know, I thought the manager would have been that disgusted he would have made more than one sub at half-time unless he's not got much faith in his bench. You're 2-0 down. You need something drastic. You heard Roger's report. Um, you've got to change it a little bit. One sub, I think managers would have went in there, read the right act and probably made three subs, changed one or two things and hoped for a bit of a reaction. Well, the guy does bring on has had one minute of football in the last four months. It doesn't speak to great strength on the bench. The Mallard is the Dingwall pub, says Ryan Jack ah. on Twitter. But a pint might not be strong enough, which is... <laughs> he should be concentrating it tomorrow. responsibly. Ryan Jack, um, rather than four, uh, texting in here. Tweeting. Tweeting in here. Don't do texts. Oh, no. Do you not do oh, texts? I, only think, I think you're probably meant to. I don't know. You uh, think other shows do that sort of thing. We'd have too many, obviously. You, you guys so? are so popular. Text in. Yeah. Do you get constant... What do you call them? Tweets? Yeah, well, the, the, the Super Scoreboard account does. Does it yeah. just keep going, 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 going? Yeah, pretty much. It just depends what's happening, really. Tomorrow it? tomorrow it will. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and now people are guessing the answer to the teaser and so on. And t- oh, right. Telling can, you a lot. Can, can, can I talking. have a wee clue in the teaser? Ask me, because I don't it, it just want gave to give you six anything clues away. And the question. What, what's your issue here? I'd like to hear a question again. Okay. It's, it's not really what you'd call a clue then, is it? Well, uh, there's a lot of clues Just there. quickly, Inverness have equalised. Cameron Harper, Dundee 1, Inverness 1. Hamilton 0, Queen's Park 2 now. Aaron Healy, big result that at the top. I have played alongside Carlos Cuellar and Joe Hart. I've been managed by Mark McGee and Gary Naismith. I didn't win any major honours in 10 seasons in Scottish football, but my team won the English League Cup I did not make an appearance in the tournament after the second round. Who am I? People get that very quickly, you know. I think I've got a wee clue. It's incredible. Though. Is there some sort of website where you can just copy that information and it like puts it all together for you? Because I'm always amazed at the speed. I'm going for him. That our listeners get it. Remarkable. I don't know how I'm spelling it right there. Nah, I think if you're struggling, it's not an overly difficult name. <laughs> I'll, I'll no. tell you. I'll, let me, let me tell you. Let me see that bit of paper. <laughs> Having God, seen I'm this, sorry. the spelling is absolutely atrocious, <laughs> but it's the correct answer. It's a very easy name to spell. No, I didn't know how to spell that. You've got it right. Yeah, you've got that right. Oh, I knew that. Ten years, that gave it away. That was a clue for oh, me. was it? Um, here's a strange one. Glenn Middleton... Um, is on for Fotheringham I thought Glenn Middleton was a major injury doubt for Dundee United I'm sure I read that did I not um, went for well, a scan I, and stuff uh, and all that but yeah. listen I guess these things are possible he's back he's fine you've got to think he, he must have been carrying something because he's been a regular starter this year um, yeah I think they were talking I don't mean even today I think they were worried kind of longer really? term injury and he's, he's fine and, and he's he, back he's fit enough to come on as a as a sub today so they bring on Paul Sturrock and he's in his 60s yeah, mid- midweek reports that he was out for four to six weeks and plays today. There you go. Yeah. For the cause, that's what it is. Well, they certainly need something to liven them up. Uh, we keep going back to it. We don't want to see managers lose their job, but if you are a genuine United fan going along every week and paying your money, then you expect something to change. I just kind of go this way. To the end of the season How many games we got left? Uh, 12, Twelve after the games <sighs> Imagine you're going along To Tanadice for half of those Or you're one of the, the Travelling away supporters That will go to every game Still in the mix though aren't you? 
Well, you, you aren't detached too much, but it can quickly become that. And when you see other teams winning, like, you just have to look at Motherwell. The reaction they mm-hmm. got. You look at Kilmarnock today, they were in the mix, but they're winning. You look at who you're playing against. Ross County were bottom of the table. They're two up, so everybody else seems to be getting a win. I don't have faith in this theory, so I'm trying to remember has it would have been has it been a while since the gap was four at the bottom? Must have been a while. I hasn't think it? so because it was always um, you know, fairly tight. And that's what it would be. If results stay as they are, County would go four points clear of United. If it stays like they are, Kelly will go six clear of United. The United have played a game less uh, than the rivals down there, um, but still, that's not a situation you want to be in. As soon as it becomes that. More than one win away. Yeah, uh, that's when you you kind of know you're in a bit of baller, don't you? Yeah, and and especially the way things are, the relationship with the fans, Tony Ashgar as well, it just makes for a disaster this season. Uh, if the chairman's sitting there, too, is he still here? Obviously, yes, there. he's at the game today. Yeah, he's sitting there witnessing that, looking at the fans. He's invested a lot of money into the club. Surely a businessman must know if this continues, they need a change. It's, it just uh, it baffles me. Cornelius almost managing to break through there for Motherwell, just about caught up by the Kelly defender, though. So Motherwell trying to get back on level terms, deserved to be behind, didn't offer anything in that first half, but it's a pretty level game now. Motherwell very much in it. So that's the, the response, I guess. Um, well that's what you want to hear if you're a Motherwell fan at least half an hour left to play um, and uh, that's the one Goal Flashes with Clydebilt Home Improvements Ross County 3 Dundee United Mm. 0 Jordan White with a chest finish uh, from the cross just got the right part of his body on it Directed it into the back of the net And if those Dundee United fans Were angry before Goodness knows how they'll be feeling now They are 3-0 down Away to Ross County That gap is almost certainly going to stretch to four points And it is an absolute disaster They are now pouring out I wondered whether they would stay To berate the team mm. um, But they've seen enough And off they go mm, Yeah Grim Grim days for Dundee United um, As I say This is a team Ross County who can't score goals that's, that's their dominant characteristic They can't score And here they are today uh, They're now approaching In one game Almost a quarter of the goals That they've scored all season I mean you'd be level with What, Aviemore or so By the full time whistle If you leave now So That's what you got That's the positive yeah. You've got to think about yeah, for Chippy. For your chippy. chippy and Aviemore That's exactly Good Feet up, Gant and Deck on. Yeah. Oh, and Deck tonight. Oh, use it. Just right. try and enjoy Some your month. night. Um, it's a six o'clock kickoff next Saturday against Aberdeen. Remember, so mm. they could actually be six, seven points adrift by kickoff. Aberdeen then live away. Ah, six pm. Yeah. Oh, did they trial that earlier in the season and it worked? Pachaudry or Tannadice? It will be at. I said Tannadice. Tannadice. Yeah. And yeah. then they're away to Livingston. Mm-hmm. I think the Wednesday. Oof. Hamilton nil, Queen's Park 3 Connor Shields That's a bit of a statement result That Because we said that You know Hamilton had been in good form And the teams at the top In the championship Keep taking turns At acting like They don't want to win it Yeah mm. So for Connor Shields He's gone d- down there From Motherwell He's scored a couple Since he's dropped into the championship uh, And that's a very good result Hamilton nil, Queen's Park 3 yep. it, could, it could be a good day For Queen's Park Is Dundee drawn Drawn Yes Yeah Air obviously 0-0 last night Morton losing 
How's Partick going? Sorry, I've not even No, no, I think still. No, yeah. no. So it could be, if results stay the same, it could be a real good day for Oni Coyle and Queen's Park. A few reminders of the teaser will do some wrong ones to help people that are not quite as smart as Gordon DL. I have played alongside Carlos Square and Joe Hart. Been managed by Mark McGee and Guy Naismith. I didn't win any major honours in 10 seasons in Scottish football, but my team did win the English League Cup. However, I didn't make an appearance in the tournament after the second round. Who am I? Donna thinks it might be Robert Snodgrass. Not Snoddy. Um, Sean Ross thinks it's Stephen Dobie. Not Stephen. Aaron Cox thinks it's Willow Flood. No. Um, a few people going for Dobie, actually. I can see the thinking there. Mm. Tom Brown thinks Shawnee Aluko. No. Okay, keep your guesses coming in then. It's a great shout yeah. from you. This, this guy introduced me to the heated Julie. Who? This guy on the <laughs> teaser. All oh, right. Okay. Did they? Oh, that's great. That's a great is, clue. That that was really, an article of clothing. We've done. That will really help the listeners. Yeah, it was a heated Julie. If you know what that. Do you means. know it's bad? I slaughtered you for that and then got one at Christmas. Brilliant. I've not it? worn it yet though. Tomorrow. That could be the day. Well, that, surely. Oh, yeah. The three of us at yeah. Hamden. Brilliant. Got Honestly, they're great. You just press a wee button. Mm-hmm. Get the fire up Two yeah. bars Three bars Or one bar yeah, no, no, I know how it works I don't think it's okay. a hugely Is your arms Still enough freezing oh. As long as your body's warm yes, ah, Honestly it's, it's I, thought a man, for... I thought a man of the mountains Like you would know that No No I don't like gilies I'm not a gilie Kind of I guy It's heated Mark You're, you're paying for something With it Sleeves You're paying but over the odds I'd rather just buy a jacket ah, but Then you heated. wear that Under your jacket yeah. Or over a jumper no. <laughs> Green, yeah. red you, you love a gilly You're Green, often wearing red or gilies. blue Depending on how cold you are really? <laughs> A big save Kilmarnock It was a counter from a from Achille corner Cornelius burst through 3v2 Rolled it to Furlong Strikes it Good save So Motherwell's best chance By far But it does sound as if they're knocking on the door I guess that's what Motherwell fans were looking for Because yeah. In previous games They went behind mm-hmm. They fell to pieces And they're Quickly at the game At least they're still Hanging in there The thing that Can I guess help you In this A fixture like this Yes Kilmarnock have had An excellent form But you know They're still 10th They're still not feeling Brilliant about themselves So if you can If you stay 1-0 Half an hour to go You you might sense A a bit of nervousness there I I think you make a good point Motherwell uh, They would take a point You know If you look at Last three games out of nine, you get seven points. Oh, oh, yeah, move yeah. with that. Um, Andrew Shinney's come on for Livy, which means Shinney v Shinney. Mm. Third time in their career. So Stephen Kelly has gone off. Andrew Shinney has come on. Graham, of course, playing for Aberdeen. Curious Creatures has even sent producer Callum some poetry. Oh, anyway, nice. it's usually you that's on the end of it. He says, The boys are on a night out. Big Lurch has left the show. <laughs> Daz sounds unexcited, as if he doesn't want to go. It could be quite a struggle, as Big Callum gets it tight. He's left the best job ever, and his football team are struggling at the bottom <laughs> of the league. <laughs> nice one. Bonnie Rigrow is nil. Stenhouse Muir won. Matt Yates on 69 minutes. Bonnie Rig down to 10 men in that first half. Uh, and Matt Yates making it count there Callum Slattery's come on for Dean Cornelius Motherwell's first change uh, as they look to try and get themselves level in this one um, and who knows who knows how many Dundee United fans are left Hugh Keevans what an afternoon yeah it's a crisis time for the club you know whichever way you look at it this is a shocking scoreline it may get even worse 
Uh, it all points towards a lack of direction. The lack of direction goes from the owner who lives in America down to the sporting director who is not wanted by the Dundee United fans. Again, down to a manager who cannot buy a win. And it all points to Dundee United in a season in which they have lost seven goals to AZ Alkmaar, nine goals to Celtic at Tannadice, got rid of Jack Ross, brought in Liam Fox, who just hasn't done anything for them, and it all points to relegation. Yeah, Hamilton have pulled one back. Hamilton won Queen's Park 3, Dario Zanatta on 68 minutes. Um, which I was just getting over a Twitter update from Hamilton Aki's there. Um, is it Jean, Jean-Pierre Teehee? Teehee. Oh, um, all the tweet says, you know, you're looking for a bit of information. Granted, you do, you do need to keep it brief. The tweet from Hamilton in its entirety just said, Chance JPT. That was it. <laughs> and I thought, sure, sure. On here. And it took me a bit of time to figure it out so they had the chance from JPT and Dario Zanata has put them in front so sometimes a bit of brevity is what is required yeah I guess Fraser's still going quiet I thought they would get goals but he did say goal flashes with Clyde Built home improvements Ross County four Dundee United now it's a fantastic strike from Eamon Brophy Dundee United fans what is Happening Two goals and two assists for Eamon Brophy Dundee United An absolute free fall at the moment Well, I don't know if you can fall when you're already bottom But you know where I'm going Hugh Keevans It is a disaster It's a stark choice You either part company with Liam Fox And bring in someone And give yourself a 12 game chance Of avoiding relegation Or you leave it in the hands of Liam Fox And have the certainty of relegation because that's the way it's headed so incredible the choice is there in a, in a nutshell there signings have been the problem in January for the Dundee United fans they let Tony Watt go striker in particular striker in particular Eamon Brophy almost passes Dundee in the way up to Dingwall and you think well there you are you sign mm. good players they will get you out of this mess Roger Hanna says County have the wolf but United are howling Brophy's been a good sign it's yeah, I mean, certainly been a good sign If Ross County score one more goal They will in one afternoon Have scored <laughs> a quarter of the goals They had scored all season long Up until today They had 20 goals at kick-off time If they get one more They'll have a quarter of the goals mm. Tally that they had From last August How bad is that? Just <laughs> We don't Shut want up. to promote gambling right, In any way Please gamble responsibly <laughs> Like you always say Gordon But people know Who put a bet on Or a, a coupon When you get the option To cash out This guy to the left of me He's put a fiver on And cashed out At £5.50 <laughs> And then the team One of his teams Have just scored I'm Why would you cash out At £5.50 I'm 50 20 minutes to go yeah, but there's a reason behind the madness. Mm, listen, and, I, I, I don't condone this anyway. No, so you're it's, fine. it's small, and I, I was excited. Donate the fifty p to charity. Yeah, you can. That can go towards a glass of red for Hugh Evans. Yeah, fifty. <laughs> See, that comes up. I'm walking right out. It's, I will not bait Callum's Please going away. Responsibly. Oh, um, oh no. <laughs> 
They've scored again, have they? By any chance? Is it West Ham by any chance? Ah, <laughs> oh, he's got a certain amount of goals. Oh, he's some uh, can he have happened to a nicer guy. Mm. Um, we um, spoke about the Gordon DL derby uh, last night. I actually, watched some SWPL action instead. I flipped between the two, but the championship wasn't doing it for me. Celtic three Rangers nil. Oh. Uh, we watched a bit of it in the show yeah, uh, yeah. in the studio before we left, didn't we? Um, a double from Caitlin Hayes and a, a good victory for Celtic two. Set the tone Top of the table are they now? Set the tone ahead of the um, The men's version tomorrow um, Yeah top on goal difference They do indeed be both on 50 points There at the top um, They're talking about it being the best Performance at Airdrie since You were in charge oh, that, that was some great perf- oh by the way I forgot to tell That's you I, I met her um, You know the old secretary Anne-Marie yeah. Aye, Airdrie. Oh, good. Uh, I just went to the supermarket. Oh, she was asking after you. Aye. And uh, we'll join Lovely in. Lovely lady. That's Aye, good. She says they were going great. Great. They never had the heights so, when we were. Kevin Van Veen's had a good effort, 20 yards. Good save again from Walker. Some other well. I don't think battering down the door or anything like that, but giving it a good go. And maybe 20 minutes or so remaining there at Rugby Park. St. Mirren with all the pressure, but no clear chances. We gave him this reputation as being the man for the nil nil. Not that long ago, Fraser Wishart is living up to it. 10 man St Johnston happy to defend deep. To be fair, he did say a nil nil written all over it from a very early stage. 15 minutes in, yeah. would you believe? He knows his stuff. So mm. we will see. You never know, maybe we do get some late drama there. Have Livy got anything left in them? Can they shock Aberdeen late on? I think we should find out if. Not much going on there, apparently. If Callum Bell's father. Left aid mm. Get him on the phone Yep What a send off for Calm. His dad on the show And Slaughtering His beloved United You've been having more We spoke about St Johnson's oh, He left Yeah he left the game Did he? Uh, it's not a real support At 3-0 Bear and Rudden on May and Clark off So Fraser spoke about it before St Johnson do have striking options They've got to be able to do that Double like for like Sort of change up there It's the numerical disadvantage That's the problem yeah, it certainly is. Pointing at the, the Aberdeen and Livy game. When Sorry, Air, just quickly, Airdrie won Falkirk 3, Kai Kennedy again. When was the last time Aberdeen kept a clean sheet? I mean, they've conceded the most goals in the league. That was one As of the questions. Yes, Dad's got that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. But they, they played Celtic last week. Uh, I'm wondering. 7th of January, they beat St Johnston 2 0 at home. Hmm. So seven without a clean sheet Seven without a clean sheet But they couldn't have done it Too many times no, this they, season they, they had a wee spell there They had two, two games in a row The Ross County St Johnson And then you're right They, they had a couple before that So they've, they have, they've conceded a lot Of goals um, Maybe a sign of where St Mirren are at They've not made a sub a Sign of injuries Two experienced defenders And then some kids on the bench So they've not Gone to the bench yet And you just won't See that Very often will you? No, um, your subs are so important, especially when you're against 10 men. But I think Stephen Robinson would be, I think he'll look at it and think in the last 10 minutes, maybe throw one of the youngsters on. They're entitled to their chance, and you never know what you're going to get out of a youngster. He might just come on there, get the winning goal, and obviously set up his career. So it'll be interesting to see. But St Johnston, they would be delighted if they could get out of there now with a point on the board. Yeah, you'd have to say so. There's still a good 20 minutes or so left, so there is time for drama in all these fixtures. I don't think it's going to matter. The only thing that, that could really happen is it gets 
What's your cut off for what's ugly? Four's not ugly, is it? No, no, five, 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 yeah. five from four to five, and six yeah. gets embarrassing. Seven. Do you not think just now four's ugly for Dundee United? Oh, it's not great. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about when it goes from four to five. Ah, ah, you're <laughs> totally right. Agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Mm, anyway, when you, hit, when you hit that big seven, that's more than ugly. Yeah, we've been there. Goal flashes. With Clydebilt Home Improvements. What an inspired substitution. Zach Rudden put St Johnston, 10 man St Johnston, in front. A flicked header from a McPherson free kick. And all of a sudden, the Perth Saints are <coughs> in the driving seat despite being down to 10 men. Very good day for them. Absolutely. You know, the, you know, Dundee United are the calamity. They're, they're stuck, isolated now. Uh, St Johnston, well, they'll go on to 33 points if they can. Hold on to what they have. Uh, we'll see how Aberdeen go. Slender, one goal lead for them as well. Uh, but it has the potential to be a very good day for Callum Davidson. I mean, we've seen it. Ten-man Hearts beat Motherwell. Ten-man Kelly got that result against Motherwell. I'm starting to think Motherwell were, were the problem. But now St. Johnson, you know, the, the ten men can do it. Connor Shields, since we're discussing Motherwell now at Queen's Park, he's got his second and it's 4-1 to Queen's Park at Hamilton Ackies. Once so long ago we were chatting about St Johnson maybe getting dragged in to that uh, relegation battle to get a few victories over the space of three weeks and then just puts them in a, a totally different place looking upwards now, wouldn't it? Possibly breaking into that top six maybe. Maybe it's time now for the St Man... <laughs> Man manager to go to the bench, get cut of the kids on, uh, liven up a little bit. It'll be interesting to see if he makes those substitutions. Sorry, I was distracted by reading the replies on the Dundee United Twitter feed to the fourth goal scored by Ross oh. County. Um, not great. <laughs> that would be an understatement, I have to say. Well, to say for me, the choice is a stark one. Either Remove the manager now and put in somebody, give yourself a 12-game survival plan or stick with the manager and there appears to be no turning in the downward road for Dundee United. Yeah, because you look at this result after what's happened this week with fans protesting outside the ground, you couldn't get much worse. You're coming up against the bottom of the table side, just above you and... Like if you lose it 1-0 Then fine You know you dust yourself down And, and go on with it But when it's this mm. big a gap Oh that's that's the last thing you want Yeah Morton have equalised Morton 1 Cove Rangers 1 Robbie Muirhead's 80th minute penalty there Will we get a winner In that one I think you would have fancied Morton before the game But it's taken them till now To hold themselves level Yeah good response um, Obviously Morton Sitting in 4th uh, that closes a gap if they can get the winner to 40 points, the same as Aaron, third place. So it keeps them well in the mix. Well, Ryan Portis will feel as good as Liam Fox at this moment. He's just scored an own Ooh. goal to put Sheffield United one up. He started well, didn't he? Yeah, it's it's reports, yeah. yeah. They're, they're the fans love him. The Watford fans absolutely yeah. loving him so far. And he actually scored at the right end on his debut, didn't he? But he scored at the wrong end today. Uh, Oh, I thought I thought we had another goal at Capital, but it's just been corrected. <laughs> Scott Fox's own goal, so must have, have hit the yeah, hit woodwork the post and came out or something. I like those ones. Hit the woodwork, hit the goal in the back of the head, <laughs> oh, and then it goes. How good was the Arsenal Aston Villa oh, one? Yeah. Wow. Was that last week? Yeah, last that week that was spectacular, yeah. wasn't it? Right off the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> How's your luck? 
Uh, wow. David Friel's been in touch. Bahambula for Penn Rice for Livy. Hayes for Ryan Duncan. Um, Stephen O'Donnell and Jack Aitchison on for Motherwell. Um, wait and see who's gone off to try and figure out if that's a, a sort of change in shape or if Stephen O'Donnell goes into the back three. Uh, Sean Goss has gone off, so that certainly seems more attacking. Yeah, you've got, go, you've got to him. go for it. You've got to go for it. Get attacking players on there. Nothing to lose. One down, away from home, as yeah, I said. You're as well losing two, aren't you? Yeah, a point will do. You take a point, seven out of nine, and your first three games in charge, you'd be over a moon with that. Aitchison seen much action yeah. since he's came to the club? No, no, really. I was going to ask how how is he looking? You know, one with such promise. Not not enough to start made that an impact, really, to be honest. Mm. Max Johnson's the one that's gone off. So three forwards on the pitch. Aitchison, Van Veen and Obika. I mean, they're all sort of centre forwards, aren't they? Rather than... Yeah. Um, Did that three not line up against... Was that against Wraith? No. Had they played a front three? Uh, yeah, it may well have been Didn't actually. Didn't work that day, did it? Um, well, not a lot worked that day, though. Yeah. Um, in all fairness I'm not, No I don't think all three st- No Aitchison did that start. day oh. Did he? Aitchison um, didn't No Obika oh. and Van Veen did so uh, Slattery and Spittle The midfield too So Mother will Really just going for it now As you say You might as well Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw caution to the wind See what you can get Absolutely Leave yourself a little bit exposed at the back But you've got to take that gamble Hugh the teaser How's it looking? Well It is I have played alongside Carlos Quare And Joe Hart I've been managed by Mark McGee and Gary Naismith I didn't win any major honours in 10 seasons in Scottish football my team did win the English League Cup but I didn't make an appearance in the tournament after the second round who am I? Uh, Kevin Cragans thinks it's Gary O'Connor no uh, I love this from Reese who says Brandon Barker then he's tweeted again to say I take that right back <laughs> <laughs> fair enough uh, why not what else have we got Lots of people getting that right, I have to say. Very, very good. Yeah, very good indeed. How did they spell it? Well, everyone spelled it easily because it's very easy to spell unless you are <laughs> Gordon DL. <laughs> I was um, excited getting it. I couldn't get it down quick enough. Lewis Jameson and Kieran offered on Watt and Flint off, so pretty much four up front for St Mirren. Um, St Johnson down I, to 10 men I remember early in my career there oh, we said turn, it, around. turn around yeah. Dougie Emery he's had a bad week on Beat the Pundit but it's Morton 2 Cove 1 Robbie Crawford sorry Mark as you were I was just going to say coming up against Jimmy Calderwood sides Aberdeen when things weren't going his way he used to just throw four up and it was incredibly hard to play against you know just wave at a 4-2-4 four, four. yeah that's, that's kind of what St Mirren are doing now so mm, yeah difficult pins the other team in Shognessy on for Fraser as well so St Mirren a bit injury hit today but making those changes nevertheless it's taken them a while it's taken them to be one goal down and what a result that would be for St Johnston and all of a sudden you would look at them I think I'm not they're sure if one of you mentioned not they're safe but you would yeah. be talking about them going within two, two points of Livy if it stayed the way it is um, and within three points of St Mirren so it's incredible how Things can change because no one would have considered St Johnston to be having a good season. You would say St Mirren and Livy are having good seasons, yeah. but the difference between them could be minimal by the end of today. We'll see what happens, see if we get any late drama whatsoever. I mean, there's competition everywhere in the league at the minute. You know, no one's too detached with 
Dundee United perhaps been the exception but when you look at the race for European football top six is always interesting and the money it brings those clubs but European places up for grabs as well obviously the top two uh, are, are miles ahead but when you look at Livy Aberdeen St Johnson St Mirren Hibs oh, all up for grabs still mm-hmm, yep everywhere <laughs> up and down that uh, league for sure was it, be honest, was it West Ham that you cashed out because you weren't sure if they were going to win? It's 0-0. It's 4-0 now to West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you deserve everything you get. There is no one in the history of gambling that's cashed out with half an hour to go I don't get because that. you're 50p up. Do you need that, <laughs> that for, the, shows you need how that tight for like you are. the parking no. meter tonight or something? No, look, West Ham was just part of it. Uh no, um, right, other reasons okay. yeah, other reasons but let's not elaborate too much Watkins for Miofsky for Aberdeen as they look to either stretch this lead or protect it um, Livy like to imagine we'll be able to throw everything at it similar situation to Motherwell you're just one down why not give it a real good go try and cause some chaos in the closing stages Barry Robson realistically in the running for this job oh yeah I mean I, I think you could allow him to be <coughs> the holding manager until the end of the season uh, and assess his performances over the last 12 games coming up uh, starting at Tannadice next week um, th- th- I don't think there's any reason to rush into it now because nothing bad's going to happen to you I'm with you Hugh I think Aberdeen have got an opportunity to take a, a deep breath uh, OK they're still in top 6 place there uh, a result today does Barry Robson no harm but I keep going back to it. If we keep getting caretaker managers in, cut the results, and then thinking, yes, okay, put them mm-hmm. in there, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't go to the, the, the right plan, and that's happened. I know that there's occasions where you have put a caretaker manager in, and it's worked brilliantly, but I think you've just got to assess it, and I think Aberdeen have got a good a good gap from now to the end of the season to assess if Barry Robson's got to be a right man triple change for Kelly Power Robinson and Chambers off Lions Alibiosu and Wales on they lead Motherwell by a goal to nil we're into the closing stages now um, oh, it's fragile leads everywhere except in Dingwall where it's a an emphatic lead for Ross County over Dundee United but at Pataudry or Rugby Park or McDermott Park there's still scope for something happening well there are three teams there away teams that would all take a point right now yeah. Livingston Motherwell and St Mirren mm. but will they get a point that's a big question mm. hopefully we get some sort of late drama we always like a bit of excitement we'll wait and see we will wait and see Annan have scored late to perhaps win it at Albion Rovers Josh Galloway on 83 minutes there Albion Rovers nil Annan Athletic one. Looking at the championship, could we get a late winner for Thistle? They really could be doing with one. A late winner between Dundee and Inverness, maybe. Queen's Park look home and hosed at Hamilton. But with the Dundee United owner being at the game at Dingwall today and witnessing the... Oh, hold on, sorry. Let me tell you about one of these. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. St. Mirren have equalised and it's Alex Gogic. They've been up against the 10 men. They fell behind Zach Rudden's opener for St. Johnston, but the Perth Saints are back. A powerful header, six yards from a Shognessy cross. And Fraser Wishart thought he was heading for a 0 0. He's got two goals and maybe we're not done yet. St. Mirren, uh, St. Johnston won, sorry, St. Mirren won. Maybe it's just uh, fair play. Maybe it is 
destined to be a draw and St Mirren are value that sometimes though when you're done to 10 men you've gave your all you get ahead then you get a late ball like that mm. that can affect mm. you you know there'll be stoppage time there as well so probably still just under 10 minutes to go I, I think if you looked at it earlier St Johnston would have probably taken a point at half time uh, St Mirren in the last couple of minutes would have probably taken a point it'll be interesting if somebody's brave enough to go and get the three points and it'd be a valuable three points why don't we round off the teaser then just to leave oh. some room in case there is any late drama here you ready? go the second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online I played alongside Carlos Quea and Joe Hart I was managed by Mark McGee and Gary Naismith I didn't win any major honours in 10 seasons in Scottish football my team won the English League Cup but I didn't make an appearance in the tournament after the second round. I am James Faddy McFadden. James McFadden, well done if you got it right. Kyle Chalmers was in third place. Well done, Kyle. Good knowledge. JB, just a bit quicker than you, though. And the winner, the fastest out the traps, was Thomas Boyd. Well done, Thomas. You are the winner of the second half teaser. You can take the bragging rights all week out tonight. Do what you like. Tell everyone you're the winner. Of that second half teaser, good. You, you did well though. You got that, Gordon Deal. Yeah, I was impressed yeah, with you. Yeah, the um, Queen of the South one was uh, the giveaway. That was a good shout for you. That was the one that was puzzling yeah, me. Yeah, Queen of the South forgot he went there for a bit. Gary Smith. Massive chance there for Stephen O'Donnell at his old stomping ground. He's missed it. Obika causing a bit of havoc, and Motherwell nearly uh, tapping in. The equaliser, what a moment that would have been, but he misses it. Six minutes added. If you're done, the United, come on. Yeah. You know, just listen, referee. Let's just call this. Put us out of well, our misery. As I say, with the owner sitting there watching this and having witnessed the, the, the fans uh, having a go at their own players and then staging a mass exodus when it got too much for them, he's really, I mean, if he's content to say, look, we'll take relegation because I think we'll come up in a season, then it's a strange form of ownership for me. Uh, Andrew Shinney booked against his brother. Um, producer Callum, Roger Hanna's asking if we should get him a signed shirt for his, <laughs> his leaving do tonight. <laughs> a signed Ross well, County shirt. All Roger has to do is nip down and pull in on the pitch after a game, especially the way they're playing. Incredible. Incredible afternoon there in Dingwall. 4-0 to Ross County Dundee United's woes continue and then some um, a Callum Slattery free kick Gabriel's giving it the big build up bit of suspense don't think he's scored many though I have to say so this would be no don't hold your breath <laughs> one, of, one score. of the first ah, move on to another game oh, say that again Mark Wilson go no way <laughs> with Clyde Bill's home improvement Callum Slattery never in doubt from the free kick what a strike into the back of the net and it's Kilmarnock 1 Motherwell 1 top corner take that Mark Wilson <laughs> like I was saying Slattery is dangerous from set pieces he knows where the back end wonderful is. time to score what do I always tell you Slattery gets you everywhere <laughs> I like it ah oh, brilliant cannot have timed that better well, no, I, I, I said a couple of minutes ago Three away teams would take a point That two, series of events two of them ma- Makes me really want to be impolite to you Go for it I can't Go for it. the show No 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 Come on Get the bleak no, machine no, no, on <laughs> It's just a certain phrase that springs to mind Yes Yes That's okay Get it 
That's the one. Yeah. There's a gesture that <laughs> follows it as well. That's a, I, I deserve that. That's a great point. If Mother will get a point, yeah, great point. Seven, oh. seven out of nine. Terrific. Yeah. In the last. Kettle well right to chat about Europe through the week. User passport. Seven out of nine. Yeah. <laughs> what a week. Well, there's still time to concede again you never know <laughs> come on Kelly <laughs> uh, Kilmarnock one Motherwell one Callum Slattery we did say we'd get some late drama and I have to say great great build up from Gabriel as well it's like he yeah he sensed it seen it coming he knew mm. he obviously looked at the angle it was there for him four added at Pataudry maybe we could get the same there maybe David Martindale um, after a dramatic week with the bomb disposal in the American Embassy <laughs> Maybe it'll be a equally explosive finish at Pitodry, but we'll see. Three added in Perth. Fraser Wishart's done all right. He was writing it off early on. He said a red card VAR drama. He's had two goals. He's fine. He'll turn up at the leaving do in good mood later. I think he'll be. He'll, he'll be, be in for him. Yeah, he'll be in for him. Uh, but the winner today, obviously, with goals is Roger Hannah. A long journey up there. Long journey oh, back. Worth it. Ah, uh, but plenty of excitement. Plenty to talk about. Uh, full time starting to go Peterhead 1 Kelty 1 4 for nil. Sterling Albion nil. for instance Morton have won it Dougie Emery tough week for him on Beat the Pundit but they've beaten Cove 2-1 Are both nil. Partick Thistle nil. doesn't sound like a classic very loud visiting fans at Rugby Park according to Gabriel they've done that thing with, and I know there are reasons for it but it just never looks as good does it they're on the top tier you know, oh, and then the bottom yeah. tier's mm-hmm. empty I think when it was when Craig Brown, I think was Motherwell manager. He would say, "Well, good, you know." I think I think it was that stick them up the top because why would we want the away team to have their fans close? You know, give it an advantage. It just doesn't look great, does it? On the other side, if you're looking for a spectacle, Motherwell have taken a really good support oh. down, but the full bottom tier's empty and they're all in the, the top. Um, other reasons, I guess. It's, it's an ongoing debate. I've seen it many times before, but apparently making a lot of noise now. They've enjoyed that Callum Slattery equaliser. It's a farewell to the chief exec, Alan Burrows. Oh, he'll be on the pitch after the yeah. game, won't he? Last minute goal to say bye bye as he goes to his new life at Petodre. He'll be on. Wonder if so. he will. Celebrating. Ah, you think he would and go and applaud the fans. He did have a ovation. He did have his last game at Fur Park last week, didn't he? I don't think. Yeah. He's like Callum. Just left last week. He's back this week. He'll be back again. That has caused me quite a lot of distress this week. I've been talking all week about how he's away. He's, we've advertised his job. He's back. Yeah, and what annoyed me was I phoned him the other day. So and what, he tomorrow, totally officially, ignored me. They will never speak to him again after tomorrow. Is that what? Absolutely no chance. Deleted for the phone, but right, okay. yeah, because he was still ch- he was still chipping in on the like the group chat and stuff during the week. And I thought, yeah, what's going on? off of that. That's for his well, new work. I was trying to get him to do the the, the job advert. Must live in Bears Den. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say the Palmerston Peps appearance at the night out is yeah. hanging. I, they can beat two 0 Dunfermline yeah. are a good team. They're up the top of that league. It depends how the performance went. I think. Just, I, I, I wouldn't. Get... I wouldn't think it would be likely. Well, we'll know if he's coming. We'll see the track. Finished at Rugby Park, Gabriel. Yeah, full time, and the points are shared here in Ayrshire. What a finish! Scott Robinson's early goal was cancelled out by a brilliant Callum Slattery free kick in the 90th minute. 
Killy started brightly. They were really up for it, full of intent and purpose. And the deadlock was broken in the 16th minute after a corner was met by Joe Wright's head. Looked like it was going in. Liam Kelly in the Motherwell goal managed to keep the ball out of his net, but it dropped in the six-yard box. It was bouncing about, and Scott Robinson expertly turned the ball into the back of the net. They nearly repeated the feat ten minutes later. Another in-swing corner headed powerfully at Kelly, who just about kept it out. Dan Armstrong was the best player in the park in the first half. He'd been a thorn in the Motherwell side all half. Fired several balls across the box. Uh, found Rory McKenzie at one point, who should have done better. His shot was blocked. And Kelly deservedly ahead at the interval. The second half started in the same vein. A bloody nose, Christian Deutsch uh, broke through. He was a couple yards ahead of the Motherwell defence with about 40 yards to go to goal, but he didn't have the legs. Dan Casey caught him up, did well not to foul him. And then the well went straight up the other end, had their first effort on target. John Obika forcing a decent save out of Sam Walker. And that was a sign of things to come. The final 30 minutes, the visitors really, really upped it. And the biggest chart of the game for them came when they broke from Achilles corner. They had 3v2, a Dean Cornelius bursting three, rolled it wide to James Furlong. His strike was on target, but it was a big save from Walker. Kevin Van Veen then had a curling effort from over 20 yards. Walker was there again. Motherwell threw players on. Very attacking. They had three centre forwards on the pitch. Paul McGinn had a good effort saved. Stephen O'Donnell thought he'd equalise when it popped to him in the box. But a brilliant uh, shutdown from Walker. He was announced as player of the match and deservedly so. It seemed he could not be beaten. But in the last minute of normal time, up steps substitute Callum Slattery. A beautiful free kick from 25 yards into the top right hand corner. No one would have saved that. A deserved draw here. What a brilliant ending. Full time. Kilmarnock 1. Motherwell 1. Huge goal that from Callum Slattery. I think David Field was next up. Aberdeen Levy's finished. Full time Gordon Aberdeen 1. Livingston now as you say David Martindale had his US Embassy bomb scare this week but there was no explosive finish for the Livingston manager. Boyan Mayowski's 17th goal of the season moves Aberdeen into the top 6 above Levy and will surely give Chairman Dave Cormack a big lift. We don't know if he was watching from his American hospital after undergoing open heart surgery on Friday. He's got so much to think about right now, Dave, but you can be sure he'll be happy to see his team pick up three points and move above Levy into the top six, as I say. It could also be a big one for Barry Robson. He wants this job. Alan Burroughs starts on Monday. Maybe he's got something to think about now. First half was pretty uneventful, but they obviously scored with the first shot on target in 44 minutes. Matty Pollock headed on across from the right. The Aberdeen striker volleyed in from six yards. David Martindale. Would he stick or twist? Well, he changed his side. Morgan Boyce chased the whole come on at the break. He went to a back five, and those changes almost paid off. And Joel Nubley curled a shot towards goal in the first minutes of the second half. But Angus McDonald headed off the line, and that was actually Levy's only shot on target all day. Aberdeen had the bulk of the pressure after that, but not too many clear cut chances. Andrew Shinney came on to face Brother Green, but all he had to show for his efforts was a booking and another defeat against Graham. Aberdeen saw it at the closing stage as well, and this could be a big one for top six hopes. Full time, Aberdeen won, Livingston nil. Result of the day has to be Dingwall though, Roger Hanna. Ross County 4, Dundee United now County are 4 points sorry, United 4 points adrift at the bottom of the Premiership tonight, Gordon and Liam Fox is hanging on to his job, the United fans in turmoil behind the goal, targeting owner Mark Ogren, targeting sporting director Tony Asgar and targeting the players who were dismal throughout the 90 minutes, they gave a debut to 21 year old goalkeeper Jack Newman at backfired dramatically inside six minutes a routine ball down the inside left channel from Jan Danda 
Newman came out his goal centre backs Ryan Edwards and Charlie Mulgrew went back none of the three of them dealt with it in the Damon Brophy and an accurate finish from an acute angle on the left opened the floodgates Brophy hit the post moments later but the second goal delayed only until 14 minutes the brilliant Brophy who ended with two goals and two assists linking with Jordan White they played in Danda he finished across Newman for 2-0 it could have been three at the start of the second half no one Kenna had the ball in the net that unfortunately for County disallowed for an offside after a lengthy VAR delay. Alec Yakaviti also hit the post and the third goal eventually came in 62 minutes. Brophy again the creator, White this time the finisher inside the six yard box. Young Newman no chance this time. The fourth came eight minutes later and this was the pick of them all. Brophy inside right channel took the ball in his right foot and lashed a finish. High pass Newman for 4-0. County who now have Motherwell in another drop zone six-pointer here next Saturday. It's their biggest result of the season. It's huge for Malky Mackay. They're up to 10th. United are in absolute crisis. Ross County 4, Dundee United 0. Wow, if there are any Dundee United fans out there who are brave enough to pick up the phone, please do. The open line is almost here. Let's get the full-time picture from Perth though, Fraser. Yeah, Penny St Johnson won, St Mirren won There's never much between these two teams And so it proved today St Johnson fought really hard with 10 men For the whole of the second half after Dan Phillips Was shown a red card just on the break They took the lead after 74 minutes And I think at that point the fans thought they had all three points But within four, sorry, with only four minutes of the 98 left Alex Gogic for St Mirren bulleted a header into the net To get his team a point Not much happened in the first half Only time Trevor Carson was tested Was a Stevie May header at the back post Which the keeper did well to turn over And at the other end a miss hit Ryan Strain cross was the closest that Mun came to scoring Ryan Matthews had to backpedal did really well to just get a touch over the bar the big talking point came just on 45 minutes Dan Phillips St Johnson midfield player a heavy tackle on his opposite number Ryan Flynn it's a sore one for Flynn referee Craig Napier very close to the incident we often see that gave a yellow card Grant Irvin in the VAR screen said to Craig Napier he should go and look at this TV he did and sent the midfield player off. It looked a bit harsh. I thought a yellow card was appropriate, but the red card was shown, and Saints were down to 10 men for the second half. St Mern almost took the lead two minutes into the second half, perhaps should have done. Marco Hara took a really good position, just 12 yards out. The ball fell nicely for a volley, but he mishit it into the ground. It still bounced a few times and nearly sneaked in at the post. St Mern, with the extra man, were better, and it's always going to be difficult for Saints with 10 men alone. Nicky Clark was denied. He was just about to head the ball into the net. Brilliant challenge in the air by Thierry Small. Thierry Small was then next to try his luck. Low shot, but the defence took some pace off the ball still a decent save by Matthews to his right so Johnson hemmed into their own box the pressure almost paid off and Tony Watt at the back post hit the junction of the bar and the post and the ball went wide with a header but for all the pressure St Mern didn't look as if they were going to score and then at the other end Callum Davidson made the substitution Bear and Rudden on for May and Clark some of the fans around me weren't happy but two minutes later 74 minutes against the runner play St Johnson took the lead Sub so Rudden did really well on the right hand side he won a free kick and coming out first and whipped the ball in Rudden front post run, flicked his header and it looped over the goalkeeper into the net off the back post, really good finish by the big striker he then thought that uh, St Johnson were going to go and take the three points and Steve Robinson made three subs and equaliser came from one of those subs, but a bit of an unlikely source, big centre half and skipper Joe Shaughnessy, he was on the right hand side, was he going to take a long throw he took a short one and took the ball back and whipped a brilliant cross into the six yard box Alex Gogic arriving late, powered the header, passed Matthews into the back of the net and then St Murn thought they might just get the winner, Gogic tested Matthews, low shot saved and then young Kieran offered with a lovely wee half volley lob over the goalkeeper but landed onto the top of the net probably a fair result in the end not really a classic but I think both managers after the game won't be too unhappy with the result probably for different reasons full time at Park St Johnson won St Mern won
And that is that till one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've got today's football on your mind, then I'm looking at you, Dundee United fans. What is happening? Does something need to change? What can the manager survive this result? How fearful are you of relegation? A four nil defeat. At the home of your nearest relegation rivals Give us all your thoughts please Motherwell fans you must be delighted with that late goal from Callum Slattery I know lots of you down there at Kilmarnock So if you're getting back in the car uh, Why not pick up the phone Oh and there's a big game tomorrow as well I've just remembered Celtic are playing against Rangers Rangers against Celtic I suppose officially Rangers are the, the home side if you like Aren't they the first name uh, on the final It's the League Cup final First piece of silverware You've got Bragging rights And markers And all the usual chat This is your last chance To have your say Before the game Do not pass up That opportunity It is One night To go It is League Cup final eve How are you feeling Are you nervous Are you confident Are you a mixture of both Who should play Does Nicholas Raskin start How worried are you about Malik Tillman Does O'Reilly or Moy Get the nod in midfield Is it Abada or Maeda All the usual pre-match questions This is where we try and answer them It's the last chance to have your say Before the League Cup final 0141 951 1025 after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Come on then, the open line is here. Let's get your thoughts on today's football or tomorrow's football or something else entirely. But after the weekend that we've uh, kicked off and the weekend we've still got to finish, I'm sure those will be the main topics. What are you thinking about tomorrow? Come on, it is your last chance to have your say before the big game. Who's confident? Who's nervous? Who's expecting the best? Who's fearing the worst? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Who will the main men be? All of these types of questions. This is what Clyde won Super Scoreboard the night before an Old Firm Cup final was made for. So let's hear from you right now, please. 01419511025. And if it's today's football, well, we've had quite a bit of drama there as well. Dundee United, rock bottom, 4-0 defeat at Ross County. Dundee United fans... How on earth are you feeling after that? Motherwell fans, how important could that point be? A late Callum Slattery free kick uh, Keeping you three points clear of Kilmarnock um, Still sitting there in ninth There's a bit of a, a Quite a bit to get through between now and six o'clock Hugh Keevans At the moment Dundee United are a lost cause They'll go down Unless a change is made And that's why Roger Hanna Is in the right place to find out And he'll keep us informed In the cup final tomorrow here we have, and this is the phrase that both sets of fans hate, here we have two teams that you can't divide at the moment because since they drew with each other at Ibrox, they've played nine games each and won all nine games each. So they're hard to separate at the moment, but that is a redundant phrase night before they play each other because whoever comes on tonight is going to tell us one way or the other that their team is a certainty to win. Yeah, um, going back to today's fixtures, Gordon, obviously well documented. I, I totally agree with what Hugh's saying. I think Dundee United have got a massive decision to make. Don't like to say I'm losing their job, but they're only going way, one way and that's into the Championship. We know how difficult that is to get out of. Great result for Motherwell, I think. Seven points out of nine. Aberdeen getting a result at home, St Johnston, St Mirren's here in the spoils. But all our concentration now, up until three o'clock, is all about this game tomorrow. I, I said earlier, I think it's got an added 
you know, extra bit of spice into it. I'm looking forward to it. Hugh's right. I don't think you can split them too far as much as I think Celtic are playing the better football. But results-wise, they've been equal uh, since Michael Beale's come in. And it's a cup final at Hamden, so anything can go. On today's performances, yep, my old side, Dundee United, could it get much worse? When you look at the start of the season, a team playing European football and so much optimism ahead to where they are now is you know, unforgivable in, uh, in many aspects. And then when you look at a team in your league who were sitting pretty close to you and made the change in manager and have taken seven points out of nine in Motherwell and Stuart Kettlewell, then surely the Dundee United owners are looking at that as well. So, big decision. And then tomorrow, I mean, everybody looking forward to it. We've built up for it all week. There's always something extra special in these games when there's a piece of silverware at the end of it. So, I take it... There'll be a lot of calls, a lot of discussion on which teams will be selected. Can't wait for it to come around. Let's go then. Who do you think should play? Who shouldn't play? Who's confident? Who's not? Who are you expecting the main men to be tomorrow? Pick up the phone and let us know. 01419511025. Let's set the scene for you. Let's hear from some of the managers then, starting with uh, Michael Beale talking about the rivalry. It's fierce, the rivalry. The best side of it, I think, it makes it the best derby in the world. I think we have to po- focus on the positives. I think where the two teams are at at the moment and the, and the form that they're showing, I think we're going into a final, which is a, which is a really a big game for Scottish football in general. It keeps the, um, the focus on our league. And at the moment, I think our league's in a good place. We have some really interesting players in, in both sides that could go and play at real high levels. And I think they've shown that the last couple of years. So I know it's got to be Rangers or Celtic or Celtic or Rangers. But when I look back at this fixture or when I stand back from this fixture and look at the two teams, there's a lot of good players. There's a lot to be thankful for in in Scottish football for this game. Yeah, Celtic on a long winning run. They won this trophy, of course, last season. Ange Postacoglu goes without saying, wants to keep that going. I don't know what it'd do for me. I mean, I know what it'd do for our football club. It would add another trophy to us. I mean, I, I don't... You know, whether we won it last year or didn't win it last year is irrelevant. Um, the expectations when you go into a new season at this football club is that you try and challenge for everything that's that's there. And, uh, you know, what's happened the year before is, you know, as I've said, you know, on a number of occasions, that's, that's either in your trophy room or in somebody else's trophy room. Um, it doesn't carry on the, to the following year. You're, you know, the, the responsibility we have and... You know, representing this football club and me as the manager is that you know we've got to a final and there's a chance for us to win it and if we win it then that adds another trophy to to this football club and and you know like I said once that's done then you've got to focus on on what the next sort of um, challenge is before you. Come on, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. There's a lot to discuss, so many different ways, but in simplest terms. Are you confident? Yes or no? Let us know. Are you nervous? Yes or no? Let us know. Who should play? Who shouldn't play? And anything else in between, pick up that phone right now. 01419511025. Um, obviously, you big for both of those guys that we just heard from. And Postacoglu is perfectly correct. Um, what happened last season and the win over Hibs is completely irrelevant. It, it's nothing at all to do with tomorrow. Michael Beale is correct. Both teams possess first class football players and they are to be congratulated Celtic and Rangers because tomorrow promises to be an outstanding match uh, they have to overcome the tension they have to overcome VAR uh, 
And most important of all, they have to overcome each other. So it's a classic in the making. And I'd be very disappointed if it didn't live up to the billing. But I think there are too many good players on the park for it not to live up to the billing. Yeah, Michael Beale's right in that respect as well by saying we've a lot to be thankful for for this fixture. You know, a lot of good players here. We're, we're always quick to maybe put our, ourselves down, or others are, in the Scottish game. But there's no doubt this is the biggest derby. Uh, for me in the world and when you add in silverware to the end of it I've been on both sides of it where I've stood there on the pitch winning it and I've been there stood mm. on the pitch when you lose it and it makes for quite a sobering yeah. occasion yeah, cause look, we, we we were all wrapped up in the fever of the last one and understandably and it was Michael Beale's first and, and was at the end of the title race but ultimately they drew the game barring a few minor disagreements everyone sort of Shrugged shoulders and said, "Well, you know, well yeah. that's good. Michael Beale proved he can sort of stop Celtic to an extent, and Celtic said, well, that's good because we're still nine points clear. But tomorrow things are won and lost, Mark. Well, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, there's something at the end of it that you actually physically see your captain go up and lift the trophy. And then what does that mean for the long term future? There, didn't Michael Beale putting a dent, a slight dent, and Ange Postecoglou's reign here as Celtic manager, taking a trophy that he made his own, uh, his first trophy last year." Or does Ange Postacoglu start the first of what could be a treble? Fascinating encounter ahead. Yeah, you t- you talk about, is it confident and nervous? I don't think the managers will be. I think they'll be confident and focused. I think the supporters, uh, most of them will be confident and nervous because both sets of four supporters are going in here very confident. And um, I totally agree with them. A cup final, I think that... Michael Beale was right in the fact of the the talent that's going to be on the pitch. Uh, I don't think we'll get a a boring game tomorrow. I think we'll get plenty of action, goals as well. And you're right, Gordon, we all look forward to the one at Ibrox. But the difference tomorrow Mm. is someone's going to home with the League Cup. Yeah, Mark, did you play 2011? Was that? So we've only had one League Cup final meeting of the sides since then. The Christopher Julian one. you think back to that, you know, th- there's some maybe some countries where not that bothered about the League Cup. We are generally for a number of reasons because it, it can form part of the treble, but also if it's between these sides, then, then you certainly care. Of course, we're, you're right. A lot of countries have just made their League Cup redundant and they just go with two trophies, but oh, we, we genuinely value it. I mean, there's been very little rotation from both sides when you look at their squads going into the, the build up to this, and it'll be the same tomorrow. But when both of these sides come together, you know, half with the supporters tomorrow, it's going to look visually stunning. And that's what we've got to sell our game on. The atmosphere will be electric. I just hope that the quality of football matches up to the ability yeah, of the players. It can get frantic. There's yeah. no point in lying about it. Look at the game at Highbrox. I mean, the quality on the pitch that day, and both teams just couldn't keep the ball. Now, I mm. think having all, all, all the players have... Now experienced the fixture, I think it'll be a more settled affair tomorrow at and I hope it is, and I yeah. hope it serves up plenty of goals. Raskin, Cantwell, they might debut in it. Of course. Um, oh, if he comes on. Uh, let's bring in Gary, who's a Celtic fan, to kick us off tonight. Gary, how do you see it going tomorrow then? This is it. This is the last chance to get your predictions in. Only one way. 3-1 Celtic. Uh, Mr. Bill's first loss in Rangers, and his first loss is... Uh, what makes you so confident? Just uh, the, uh, the total fact that Celtic are a better team. Yeah, I guess this season who they they have been. If you 
zoom in There's not been much results wise to separate them But Celtic fans like Gary would point out The performances have been very good Maybe better than Rangers performances And the, the, we'll find out soon Of course we will And as I said that the night before Everyone believes that their team uh, Has uh, The certainty of victory um, But it's not like that And it's not like that because of Michael Beale Had Giovanni Van Bronckhurst been the final tomorrow Rangers mm. would have lost because Ange Postacoglu, on more than one occasion, uh, defeated Rangers so emphatically it was a real embarrassment for the supporters and the club, and that's why Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is no longer there. However, Michael Beale showed in the game at Ibrooks that he can get a real tune out of these mm. Rangers players. So it's not a foregone conclusion. I do not deny Gary the opportunity to say it can only go one way. But the fact of the matter is That's not right It was obviously a close game Just a couple of weeks ago At Ibrooks. Gary why do you think This one will be different? Well, there's there's always the worry of VAR And uh, dodgy referees But um, as far as the, the players go Celtic are a different league Yeah but even even at that I mean on the balance of play that was It was a pretty even game At Ibrooks a couple of weeks ago Wasn't it? Oh Celtic Celtic had played three games up uh, That That uh, Very very close to that uh, because of the, the cups and that but um, that's a different story they're well rested and they're ready to play so so they only drew the New Year game because Celtic were tired no no they just they did more time to recover they've had a lot more time but no, I wouldn't say tired they've just bit more preparation uh, did they not play the same though 23rd, 28th and 2nd was I think the the sort of fixture list Um yeah, I think the Rangers had one more day's rest. It's pretty similar around that time of year, is it not? Makes a difference. <laughs> so the one extra day's rest that Rangers had over the New Year period was the was the, the deal breaker on the day. Maybe it was, Mark. Who am I to know? No, listen, no, it wasn't. I mean, it, they, look, analyse the game itself. Celtic started better. Rangers got a grip here. And took control Celtic finished the strongest It was a fairly even game um, Now I, I guess Gary's confidence in, in what he's saying is It's the last nine games since that You look at how Celtic have performed The, the fans have every reason to be optimistic going into this mm. When you look at They've scored 31 goals and conceded two In that time Very convincing haven't they? Unbelievably convincing and consistent And when you look at the goal scorers And the spread throughout the team that's what makes Celtic fans going along tomorrow thinking, well, any our players can score. And and be right in saying that. But you can't then dismiss who you're up against. Because the level of Rangers are probably in a better place now than 100 percent Where Gary's argument falls down a little bit with Mark's comment is Celtic finished the stronger at Ibrooks, you've got to say. And got the equaliser. Um I thought it was an even game. Look I'm not surprised Gary and every Celtic fan will come on here and talk about there's only one winner, it'll be 3-1, 4-0, 3-1, whatever it may be. Rangers fans will be the same. That's why I think it's got an extra edge to it tomorrow. Decisions one way or another, whether it's a refereeing decision maybe, and whether it's a player's decision, whether it's a tactical decision from the managers, everything's in the mixing pot for me. I think it'll be very close, but I think we'll get goals. Uh, thank you very much to... Gary, as he quite rightly points out, both equally rested, both kicked off at three o'clock last Saturday, didn't they? Yep. We've not seen them since, so we'll be uh, no excuses. Thank you very much to Gary on the line. Let's bring in John. What are you thinking tomorrow, John? 
Hi guys, I don't agree with Gary there on my fellow Celtic fan there about the we were tired, that's a lot of rubbish. Uh, no, I'm quietly confident tomorrow, guys. And uh, they said, I'd like to thank Mr. Fashion Sakala for doing Angie's team talk for tomorrow. The other mob, that was medium. I also have a wee easy team talk for Angela Mora. But anyway, the Mora, Mark. But just on that, though, King, it's an interesting point, John. You think Ange, do you think Ange Postacoglu references that stuff? I don't think so, but they, obviously. You just said he, he formed his team talk. No, no, but I'm just saying it's a wee more incentive, you know, yourself. If somebody said that about your team, you say, oh, well, that's, that's nice. But I mean, more or less writing is after, treating them with derision. So it is the, the way he spoke about Celtic. Oh, listen, I, I don't doubt that. I'm asking, you said Ange Postacoglu's team talk. So I'm just, now you're saying it's not, is it, is it or is it not part of his team talk? I, I said that'll, be, that'll help his team. Uh, sorry, thanks for doing his team talk because the Celtic players will know that. Sorry if I mixed me up there, sorry. But the more I mark, I would play the usual suspects at the back. But the more I would play if he's fit, Moy. Because I think the big, the big park at Hamden will shoot him. And a wee bit controversial tomorrow with me, I would play a bad against Barisic because every time he plays against them, Barisic he seems to have a nightmare. And I would play Maida through the middle and keep keep Kyogo for later on if we need him. Wow, that and is a big shout, John. It is a big oh, shout. There's a, there's a touching and, uh, innocence. There's a touching innocence with people like John. They believe that because it happened before, it will naturally happen again nah, I don't think that but come on we've got to try and learn if you've got a player that's in a part- the guys will tell you yeah. you've players I, I would a good good form against some pressure opponents. on a batter yeah. because if he doesn't score they say, well, you always score against listen it. Hugh I, you play against players sometimes you just think oh here we go again this guy has gave me nightmares in past occasions and it does affect you I, I get John's point I've always said that I think I feel for a batter because quite often the big games he's the one to miss out because of Maeda's work rate and what he puts on one side and I always have Jota on the team so I think there is an argument for Jota off the left and a, ba- a bad off the right but to leave through Kyogo the in. middle oh that's, that's a tough uh, one John uh, uh, I, I wouldn't leave Kyogo if, the if top you're goal the scorer tomorrow you're going my bad is that what you're saying you think he should go my bad uh, I think he's got a good argument and particularly like John's point against Barisic yeah. and the goals he scores and he's always got a knack I think there's a good argument for I think, I think a bad over Maeda I don't I think th- it'll happen well Maeda will start all day long the front three I'll pick itself so there's you're no not doubt. leaving Kyogo out like John's uh, absolutely not a chance is he going to leave Kyogo out he'll play his strongest front three and just now Postacoglu's favourite front three I totally take on board the argument with Abada but I think he's great coming off the bench Jota, Kyogo and Maeda for me all day tomorrow Yeah, I mean Kyogo did start the last game He had quite a quiet game, didn't he? But then obviously popped yeah. up with the the yeah. crucial goal I mean, John, I obviously get the thinking Because I know you like Abada And he has done a lot of great things against Rangers But how how big a call would it be to leave Kyogo out? Well, I know, but I'm just, I, I'd see them all I had argument with you last week about uh, the tackle Rangers will target Kyogo tomorrow again too, so they will. It's, it's, it'll be part and parcel because he's shoulder again. And if Mr. Lundstrom's playing again, he'll certainly uh, have a go at Kyogo, so he will. Because the last you, were, you thought it was just a tackle. We all know he was out to do him, sure. So there you go. And I, I just think, I mean, see, Kyogo's my favourite right enough, but I would just keep Kyogo in the ring, mate, just for that. that on the hour mark which I don't think we'll need them anyway John, John Keogh, I know you're very worked up about this tackle and whatever Kyogo's played against Rangers and John Lundstrom since then and he started that day so how would that come into the thinking for tomorrow? Well obviously he was out last week I get a couple of weeks ago he hurt his shoulder again so I'm just it's part and parcel Martin Gordon will tell you they're, they're professional footballers 
if, if you don't think Gordon or you that was intentional that last game he played well the other thing coming cause well, I think was, you just keep moving the goalposts of the argument you can think all you want about how bad or whatever a John Lundstrom tackle in September was my argument is not about how bad it was my argument is about what and what on earth it's got to do with Kyogo's inclusion tomorrow well the, he, he appears to have uh, I wouldn't say a, a problem but he, he appears to have a weakness in that area uh, and I mean he fell and uh, in the, the process of falling he injured that area again and was taken off straight away now John's point of view and I quote we all know that Lundstrom went out mm. to do him uh, you know, how how on earth do you go about proving that, John? Also landed on his show. Anyway, like I said, he, if he played the last time and started the game and uh, scored, I don't don't see how that suddenly becomes an issue. I would be astonished standing at Hamden Park tomorrow and Kyogo was not in the starting eleven. If he's fit, he'll play. I, as I said, that's your front three. I think his biggest dilemma for a manager tomorrow will be the decision in the middle of the park. I think the team picks itself. Moy for O'Reilly or O'Reilly for Moy and everybody's got their own opinion my opinion's quite simple if I was picking it it would be Aaron Moy 01419511025 what are you all thinking then about tomorrow let us know we'll speak to you next the games are over the talking begins 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards Open Line Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel, Hugh Keevans all here, all looking back on a dramatic day of Premiership action and looking forward to the League Cup final tomorrow as well. Let's hear again from more, uh, let's hear more I should say from the managers, Ange Postacoglu first this time. We certainly feel like since you know, the break we've um, we've certainly been stronger um, you know, we had a Strong first half of the year, to be fair, but we've we've consistently, um, you know, I think, improved over the recent weeks. A bit of that is just we've got a stronger squad. Um, obviously, we, we added some players in January who who have helped us not just you know in terms of um, the matches, but in terms of training. Just the level of um, you know, quality of training has been raised. We haven't had a midweek game for two or three weeks now, which I think has helped us as well. And I just think our performances have got stronger, um, you know, probably since uh, since the mid-season break. I take the point everyone keeps telling us form goes out the window anything can happen you would obviously you would still be it doesn't sound Ange Postacoglu doesn't strike you as the type of guy that would just kick back and say oh well anything can happen anyway you know and, and let's leave it up to chance he'll be absolutely delighted here I'm sure with the form since the since the last meeting how, how, how can he feel any other way you know uh, players now even O'Reilly you know the, who came on and got his first goal of the season when he Come on against St Mirren. Um, everyone is looking very well, and the, the the football that they're playing is a pleasure to watch. It's all about the occasion. I, I do understand that you, you object to the the phrase "form goes out the window." I, I'm happy with that, but it is such an occasion, and uh, particularly when you have a stadium that's half and half. And not like Ibrox for Celtic Park where the away team only has a few hundred fans. Uh, the occasion will be astonishing. And what is true is that sometimes players do not rise to the occasion uh, when they have been playing well prior to the occasion. So as ever, anything could happen tomorrow. You make a good point here there 
when you're talking about Celtic and say everyone looks well, they do. You know, see when you look individually through that Celtic team, there is usually one or two, even in a winning team, even in the best of teams that you think, oh, well, they're maybe not the best of form. It was O'Reilly a few weeks ago, but he's rediscovered his form now. You look at everybody else. They all look to be in mm. form. That's... That's a good thing to have, trust me. Get into a cup final. But like I said, you know, we, we've there are so many examples last time when they met and Celtic won it, but Rangers performed better on the day. Um, even the last meeting of the sides, Michael Beale had just taken over. Everyone thought Celtic would win. They started brightly, finished to all. When you the, the twenty eleven final, what was the what was the feeling going into that one? Well, the feeling going into it as a player, as a team, we were we were hugely confident because we were playing good stuff that year. We had. Good individuals, um, I think Commons had just joined the team recently as well, he'd started well. I thought we were overwhelming favourites, if I'm honest. Because was that the season he played seven times? Played seven, seven times, times, so I think by that only time... only lost twice, did we not look this up? Yeah, yeah, only lost twice, um, we won three times, couple of draws in there that we should have won again in the balance of the game. So again, you know, you felt maybe that if... if that you had the edge going into it, but it didn't. It didn't work out that way on the day. Well, on the day, no, because we lost the first goal. We didn't turn up individually. That was that was a big problem. Guys who were playing well didn't play well that day, and I, I would include myself in that. Um, lost the first goal, got back into it, but then just found it difficult to get going. Rangers were the better team on the day and got the goal in extra time. So I get the point. Anything can happen in these occasions. Do you know what I learned about that day, Gordon? Do you know where it went wrong for Celtic? Him, he was right. the he was the skipper for the last hour. I know. The I just, game, I the just game, went, that's, the game uh, went to extra time. He was the skipper for the last <laughs> hour. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know the cups. I carried the team too much that season, and I needed somebody else to to come on. I was just exhausted. Do you know something? I cannot believe that Celtic didn't have any leaders in their team. Scott Brown went off. Oh, Not, just well, after the think about it, right? And, just and thought, you turn round and say, "We'll give guy. it." We'll give it to guy. Matt Wilson. You that. underestimate your colleague in here. Oh, it must be. Rousing speech. Really? And it fell flat in its face. And you'll have scored the winner. Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale then, and we'll bring in William, who is a Rangers fan. Yeah, obviously, I stepped out in the summer to become a manager. I've not made 40 games yet, and I have the privilege of managing Rangers in a in a huge derby in a cup final. So it's. Uh, when I look back in later years, it'll be something that I'm proud of. It's important you seize the opportunity in front of you. I don't play the game. My players play it. I have to give them a roadmap and, and make sure they're in a good physical and, and mental uh, place before the game. For me, when I came back to Rangers, this was the type of things and type of days I was looking for. So I'm going to make sure that I enjoy the week and everything around it. And to do that, I want the players to perform at the weekend. So... You try not to think too much about yourself and about what it means to the fans and, and obviously preparing the team correctly. Williams, a Rangers fan, how are you feeling about tomorrow? Yeah, hello, Gordon Gordon, Sean Mark. Hello. Yeah, I've got a couple of grenades to fall back to John, right? He comes up with the same nonsense all the time. You better wish what he, uh, what he wishes for, right? Moy's been good for the World Cup. Barisic has been very good for Rangers since he came back for the World Cup, one of Rangers' best performers. And I will point out to John that Lundstrom got a shoulder injury at Ibrooks in the last game in two weeks, so did he get done? I don't think he got done. It was just like just like a challenge or anybody else. He'd need to get it to do anybody, you know what I mean? So to John, Lundstrom get a shoulder injury coming off, and that's how maybe Celtic get the better at the end of the game at Ibrooks maybe because he was playing very very well. 
just what your call said about that. Yeah, I just must admit, right, because obviously, like, you guys can phone in about what you want, but the night before, I have absolutely no desire to debate a John Lundstrom tackle on Kyogo from September. You lot can if you want, I'll just take a seat. No, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to sit down alongside you. <laughs> I've already given you I mean, my view. Anyway, how do you prove that <laughs> allegation? But, uh, listen, let's be serious, in these games, that's, that's part of it. Contact sport and all goes up a level when Celtic come up against Rangers. There's nothing wrong with that and it never goes mm. over the score. Very rarely does it go over the line. Lundstrom on Kyogo, Taco, Kyogo falls on his shoulder, hurts it has to go off. Well, and, and Lundstrom, similar. I thought it was his ribs, maybe Lundstrom hurt and he, he, he came off. I thought but, you didn't want to but I was going to say, who yeah. cares? We've got five minutes. We're I, think, five minutes I think it was his story. fourth rib. But going on to William's point, and it's interesting, and I wonder how about the Rangers fans think. Since Michael Beale came in, I, I have seen a difference in Barisic. Mm-hmm. I thought Barisic came in for a lot of criticism. Yilmaz was getting, you know, touted to, to take over the number three. Uh, down that left back position, but I think Barisic. He might, to be fair, if he wasn't no, injured. Yeah, yeah, but I think Barisic under Beale has grown in mm-hmm. confidence. But he, he, the the question mark was always when it came up against Celtic in the big games, he get caught, his body possession, get caught ball watching, a badder crept in a few times, caused him all sorts of problems. Could be different tomorrow for Barisic. I think he's playing with confidence. If Rangers win the cup, the fans will say. If Michael Beale had been there at the start of the season, Rangers would not have a nine-point gap to make up on Celtic. That's the kind of significance that will be on the game for Michael Beale. If Celtic win the cup, then the Celtic fans will say, well, so much for Michael Beale. You said he had transformed the team. Celtic won the cup and are nine points clear at the top of the league. So that's the kind of mindset going into tomorrow. On on Barisic, just quickly, I I think if you're picking, if you're Celtic, Nance Postacoglu and the analysis team, if you're picking a weak link in that side, I think you zone in on Barisic all day long. I don't doubt that he's got good quality in the final third. But even look at the, the semi-final against Aberdeen, where he makes error. You look at even the game at Ibrox against Celtic, where people might say, oh, it wasn't his fault for the goal, but you see him drop deeper and deeper because... He's been aware he's been done before with Abada when Abada came on. I think he's a bit unsure positionally, defensively, when the ball's on the other side. And if I was Celtic, I'd be looking to exploit that all day long. You don't agree with that, William? No, no, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, Mark's a Celtic man, he's going to say that anyway. No, but see, that's the thing. Well, 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 we, don't need, like, we don't need to devalue the debate. Like, Mark's giving you his honest opinion on something. He's praised loads of other Rangers fans he's not just saying he thinks Borna Barisic has certain weaknesses because he's a Celtic man if you disagree tell him why you disagree don't need to resort to that every time well what I'll say is he's a Croatian international he's a very good player right yeah but he was yeah. a Croatian I think Mark's point is he was, a Croatian, he was still a Croatian international when Abada rins them the, the the two games that they're talking about wasn't he yeah, yeah but Barisic has had good games against Celtic as well you know what I mean absolutely that so, is also so true can go either way, can't it? But what my point is about the when you're talking about benches all the way, I think Rangers might have the ace in the pack here, right? Because see, striking wise, Celtic have got an untested uh, South Korean boy. We've got Kolak and Roof. That can might make the difference if it's tight. I wonder what the guys think of that. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand Rangers fans thinking that way because Cholak's very unlucky uh, that Morelis has found a bit of form again with uh, Michael Beale because uh, he's a finisher. 
let's not be kidding. And I, I think he's a good sub to, to bring on. Uh, Roof always comes on, has an impact, unfortunately, for Roof, which uh, stumbled in his career with Rangers, his injuries. And um, that's that's held him back a bit. But he's a quality player. But I like the look of I think there's something about him. Um, so... I would still be a bit concerned with Celtic substitutions. It's not just Oak comes on. It's you know Haxabanovic is their quality player. Abada, Abad is there. You get the experience of James Forrest. You know you can go through them. Turnbull in the middle of the part with quality as well. So I think the uh, the boys touched on it from round the grounds today, and I thought they made great points. If this goes all the way, substitutions. Mm. Could win you the cup. Scott Arfield came on yeah. and changed the the semi final last season. William would say that because he's a Rangers man. Kamal <laughs> um, Roof maybe has just timed his run. At, I don't know a fraction too late. Mark, he was yeah. very good when he came on at Livingston last week. Um, is, I've not seen many people suggest it's enough for him to start the game, but enough for him to to play um, make an impact, yeah, or play a partner. Um, no, I would agree. William, even though I'm a Celtic man, William, I think Rangers with Morelos is obviously going to start. I think, but Cholak, I'd argue that Cholak was probably your best bet a few weeks ago over Morelos. Well, it's, it's not the case, but Roof to come on and play a part. This is going to be a game where all substitutions will be used. Um, I mean, you'd much rather have him than not. He's shown he's a goal scorer, he scored last week, so. Yeah, that is a real positive for Michael Beale. If things aren't going well, to turn to his bench and he's got players that can affect the outcome of the game rather than just fillers. And I think both, um, with the guys, I think both sides are, are going to need it. See, back to the game that I played in, we were all dead in our feet because we put that much into it. Obviously, you can use as many subs mm-hmm. um, at that time, but tomorrow they'll all be used. Uh, thank you, William. 01419511025. We'll start hearing from some of today's managers. More of your calls next as well. After they play, you have your say. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are here. 01419511025. Let's bring in Cameron, who's a Rangers fan. How's it going, Cameron? Hi, how you doing? Yeah, not bad. What's your point for the guys tonight then? Uh, well, I agree with what Mark was saying about um, Barisic being a weak link against Celtic, especially against Abada. Mm-hmm. Um, but am I not right in saying that Starfelt is a weak link for Celtic, considering what Sakala done to him in the last game? 100% Cameron. And funny enough, just before you come on, we went into a break. I said, if I was Rangers, I said to the guys, if I was Rangers, I'd be looking at Starfelt. So this now, is not just all because you're a wee Celtic man? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I, tend to look at things in a broader picture when you're you're on here talking about actual team selections and where you win games. But Starfield, you look at the Kelly at the semi-final, mm. the opening 10 minutes, Kelly just left them on the ball and they all retreated. And before you knew it, he gave them too mm. much time to think, gave the ball away, I think, about two, three times in the opening 10 minutes, which led to Kilmarnock having a few opportunities. No doubt Michael Beale would have looked at that. And uh, is it only or mostly on the ball? Because every time this comes up, the Celtic fans, and quite rightly say, well, he's part of the best defence in the league this season. He was part of the best defence in the league last season. And what's that stat? Is it him and Carter Vickers have never lost yes. um, to, uh, domestically and I, together? So I agree with all that. Is because that... defensively, I think he's, he's spot on. Now, I know that Cameron's point was he gave away the penalty. And it was foolish diving into, uh, into that and inside the box. But I think Starfield's a very good defender. I think he defends his box very well. 
he's formed a good partnership with Carter Vickers and all those stats are right but on the ball you've got to try and pick your opponent's weaknesses on the ball is certainly Starfield's biggest weakness and Michael Beale will know that I agree with that I, have, I think Rangers would be working on you know, if anybody's got to come out from the back with the ball, leave Starfelt on it. He gets so far and then he seems to have that, just that panic. Um, he gives the ball away a couple of times. But I think he's a very, very good defender. I really do. I think he takes up good positions. And it's no coincidence that Celtic have got a terrific uh, defensive record. He's part of that. And you've got to give him all the credit in the world. Has he got a, a weak part of his game? Yes, I think that's a weak part. But I would much rather a defender doing what he's good at and the one thing he can do is defend. How do you think Rangers will go about this then, Cameron? To try and impose their game plan and find weaknesses or whatever? If I was Michael Beale, my front three would be Kent, Morelos and Sakala. And that's because Sakala and Kent, both with their pace, and Cholak is probably a, a better goal scorer than Morelos. But Morelos, to me, is an absolute bully. And he will be bullying Starfield. I mean, he's he's not had a great deal of joy in the fixture no. recently, but maybe you know you you could caveat that if you were a Rangers fan by saying he's he's, he's at least getting better, isn't he? I mean, the, the version that we saw, you know, prior to well, in January he started even. the the ball rolling by giving the ball away. Mind you, it wasn't just his fault. That what came after in terms of trying to stop uh, Dyson Mieda uh, was. Very weak on Rangers' part. But again, Morelos is a classic example of you never know what you're going to get. He could turn up with the scowl on his face and you don't get very much. Um, but I agree with Cameron that you, you, would, you would take the chance because he will irritate Starfelt. He'll, he'll lead him into situations where he might have the rush of blood um, and you'd have him on the park in the hope that he also has a goal in him. So... You know, that if you isolate this game tomorrow, never mind what's happened in the past or might happen in the future, if you isolate this game tomorrow, you are looking at Starfield as a weak link where Celtic are concerned and Morelos will get under his skin. I don't think he's a weak link defensively, Hugh. I think we're getting mixed up with this. I think I think he's he's his weaker part of his game is when he's got too much time to think on the ball. But if instant reactions of defending, I think he's a very good defender and I don't think he gets enough credit. I think Morelis is the best centre-forward at Ibrox and the reason for it is I think he's a good finisher. But the most important thing, and especially tomorrow at Hamden, you've got to go up the pitch and Morelis is the best back-to-goal back striker Rangers have got. Cholak's a finisher, a box player, but Morelis will take you up the park because he'll fight his battle. Interesting to see what Rangers do off the ball because... You know, maybe Cameron or others would say, you know, get that front three, and as soon as Joe Hart rolls it out, you know, you go and you press high. I know Andy Halliday on earlier in the week was speaking about the type of thing Michael Beale and, and Stephen Gerrard used to do in Europe, where you do sit off up to a point, maybe just to the you know to halfway sort of thing, and and look to get the spring guys on on some sort of counter attack. Hundred percent. Wh- which one? And what they'll what they'll what they'll try and do is they'll try and target Starfield because of. The, the thing is, so they'll cut off the ammunition probably to two fullbacks and Carter Vickers. They'll give the opposition, they'll give the, the possession up to Starfield, and then there'll be a trigger point where they'll go and try and close down the spaces and make sure that he can't play through the middle of the park. Because what, Mark, 
you always spend a lot of time talking about these inverted fullbacks at Celtic and they're very effective, but they actually don't always do it. Or, and, and maybe I don't know if it was anything to do with them being new, but if you remember in the last game, Alistair Johnson did did stay wide, so yeah. it's not always it's not always as predictable as people would have you believe. No, he kept his width that day, and maybe it was because he he was new to the club, maybe hadn't adapted. Um, I tend to think it's more when the ball goes into the middle of the pitch and on one side the, the other fullback will come in to to make greater numbers and that's what makes it so difficult to play against Celtic's midfield. It's not our three midfielders, it's the other fullbacks coming in that makes it difficult. But I think Daz is totally right in, in terms of how do you how do you get those fullbacks on the ball? Well, it usually comes from the goalkeeper or one of the centre halves feeding a ball through the lines. Now if that's Starfelt then isn't his strongest part of the, mm. his game so I, I guess that's what Beal will go for but it's a fine balance you know because you get it wrong and Celtic break through you they have got so much quality in the final third thank you Cameron enjoy the game tomorrow one man who won't enjoy his night I don't think anyone associated with Dundee United will um, Liam Fox a 4-0 defeat up at Dingwall leaving Ross County uh, leaving Dundee United sorry four points adrift at the bottom here's what he had to say Today's performance was unacceptable. Um, we lose the first goal, and then we 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 never ever looked like getting back in the game. We didn't compete. We didn't run about enough. And in any game of football, if you don't compete and you don't run about enough, you run the risk of results like that happening. It's very difficult to to explain, um, but we I believe that the work that I've done with the players over a period of time has been consistent. It was very very clear. Um, and what's usually disappointing is that they've come away with a performance like that. What can you say to the fans that are pretty uh, suffering and pretty yeah, suffering? It's very difficult for me to put up a put up a defence when we perform like we did there. Um, they travelled up in the numbers today, and one of the biggest disappointments for me is is the performance we put on. Um, it's not what I expect from my team. The supporters seem to be the given stick to my barricade during the warm up they were shouting at the sporting director at kick off time does that not help the players though when they're an atmosphere like that among them listen I could tell you that doesn't help the players but when the players put a performance like that that stuff's listen that, that you expect that to be honest with you so um, yeah it's listen it's a really really sore one to us today where does a club and a team go from here now well, listen, everybody's going to go. I'm speaking to you guys very, very soon after the full time whistle. Everybody's going to go home and have a look at ourselves in the mirror and ask if we're doing enough. Um, and we'll see where we land in the next couple of days. Are you confident you'll get the opportunity to turn us around, though? Listen, like I just said there, we'll see where we are in the next couple of days. Players are not responding to him. He's unsure of his own position. It comes across in the way he speaks. Bundy United's owner and the sporting director have a decision to make. And it's this weekend they have to make the decision. If you want to stick by him, by all means, that's your prerogative. One owns the club and one looks after it as a sporting director. If you want to stick by the manager, it's your prerogative. If you don't, then you buy yourself a 12-game plan for survival by bringing someone else in. The decision is theirs. I can answer one question for him. Players going home tonight and looking in the mirror and saying, am I doing enough? Obviously not. Um, he sounds he sounds a beaten man to me he really does I feel for him 
Uh, we've all been in a position where, as a manager, you come under a bit of pressure, and it's very easy to sit and criticise that. You don't know the work he's doing behind the scenes. But unfortunately for Dundee United, ain't paying dividends. I'll tell you who will be more happy. That will be Stuart Kettlewell, a late Callum Slattery free kick, rescuing a point for Motherwell at Kilmarnock. We can probably sit here and say that it will be massive. Um, what comes next in, in the remaining 11 games will define whether it is, but I genuinely feel that it, it could be a big moment in our season. Um, really easy for us to go under with the first half performance and, and, and not acquit ourselves as, as we did in the second half. So um, obviously Cam Slattery comes up with a, an absolute wonder strike, but we probably had five really good opportunities before that where we see the whites of their goalkeeper's eyes. Um, he ends up getting man of the match, but it wasn't for his first half performance, it was for his second half performance. And I think that that um, signifies what we've done in the second half was, was a lot better than what we've seen in the first 45. So you think it was... A fully deserved draw. Cam actually said that they felt could have even got three points. Maybe to take more chance. Ah, listen again. We can we can start debating all these moments. I thought Kilmarnock were good in the first half. I genuinely did. And if we break it down like that, I thought that we were the better side in the second half. And generally, when you come away from it, I could sit here and argue my case. We had the better chances, and you know, as I say, I felt we were clean through with the goalkeeper on five occasions. Um, but listen, at that stage in the game, you take your point. If I'm being overly critical, I thought that we could have potentially done better with our finish. I think maybe the one that fell to Big John Obika I think if he squares it to Kevin Van Veen he's potentially got a tap in um, maybe not a tap in but he's got an easier opportunity um, so from that point of view yeah the goalie was very very good but um, we'll always strip it back and think about what we can do better and, and, and maybe that was an aspect of the second half that we could just tighten up on which maybe gets you the three points Yeah it's still hot down there though only three points uh, away from the playoff place Motherwell despite that good run uh, of results So we're nearly there then Hugh Keevans Give us the big build up What does tomorrow have in store What does it mean to everyone involved It means The world To the supporters of both clubs For Celtic It means that If they win And retain the trophy While still having a 9 point lead Effectively a 10 point lead Over Rangers in the championship Because of goal difference It will be a statement Of continued supremacy If Rangers win they will say there is still a chance in the league. They will say that there is the possibility of a shift in power created by one man, Michael Beale. If Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was manager tomorrow, Celtic would know they'd won the cup. Michael Beale's the manager. No one knows who'll win the cup. No one knows for sure. Sleep well. Big day tomorrow. Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale, myself, we'll all be at Hamden. Hugh Keevans, Andrew McLean, Jim Duffy, they'll be looking after you here in the studio. It is going to be an absolute blockbuster of an afternoon. The season's first piece of major silverware, the latest set of bragging rights. Who'll pick them up? We'll find out tomorrow. We're here from 2pm. Make sure you join us. And it's GBX up next.